We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tight end was a strength for Oregon football in 2022, but is that the case going into spring football and the 2023 season? We'll talk about that and more on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. What's going on, Oregon fans? How we living? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. We are continuing on with our Oregon football spring positional preview series here on the Ducks Dish podcast. A couple of quick reminders before we get into today's episode of the show. Uh, go ahead and drop me a follow on Twitter at MTorres Sports. I'm also at MTorres Sports on Instagram. And then a friendly reminder to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast or viewing it. If you're viewing it, you're more than likely doing that on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus is where you can find us. And then if you're listening to the podcast, you can listen to us on your podcasting platform of choice. So uh, in our last episode, we talked about Oregon's stacked running back room heading into spring football. Make sure to give, go ahead and give that a listen or a view if you haven't already. And now we're going to be talking about the Oregon tight ends as we continue our spring football preview for the Oregon Ducks. And I think it wouldn't be a stretch to say that this group was stacked in 2022, but going into spring football, we've seen a whole lot of change at the tight end position for Oregon, whether that be departures or uh, players that um, Oregon was recruiting kind of later on in the 2023 cycle and then kind of where this group is at. So I think that because the group was so strong in 2022, let's talk about how the personnel has changed because we have seen three transfers from this position. A lot of people probably mainly are concerned with two, but there have been three three transfers. So starting off, you have Maliki Matavao, who was an All-American tight end that signed with Oregon in the 2021 class. Both he and Terrence Ferguson signed with Oregon in 2021, and they wasted no time finding the field. Maliki Montevallo even had that touchdown against Ohio State in that crazy win over the Buckeyes in Columbus. That was uh, probably the coolest sports event that I've ever covered. Probably my top sports memory, definitely for college football, um, although the 2014 Rose Bowl was pretty cool too. So 2015, excuse me, um, that was when they made their run at the Natty. But Malika Montevall was a was definitely a pretty significant departure for Oregon. I think that you know he was probably just someone that wanted to be the guy at tight end in the offense, and that just wasn't realistic for for him at Oregon. I guess if I'm just trying to kind of 
put myself in his shoes and think about his role and, and his projection at Oregon because Terrence Ferguson was and is the guy at tight end. So Maliki Matavau, you know, all the best, wish all the best for him, but he decided to uh, enter the transfer portal and has since ended up at UCLA. Uh, the Bruins recruited him pretty heavily coming out of high school out of the Las Vegas area at Liberty High School where the Ducks got uh, Anthony Jones and Sir Mel's in the 2022 class. So those guys are still on the roster. Obviously, Sir Mel's might be playing a little bit of offensive line, it looks like, in spring football. So we've got to keep following that storyline and see what develops there. But I think Maliki Matavau was was a really solid tight end while he was at Oregon. I think that Terrence was the, the better receiving tight end of the two. Um, and maybe Maliki was the better blocking tight end of the two. Um, just with their difference in play style. I think Terrence was much more the the pass-catching guy, even got flexed out wide as a receiver kind of a deal in high school. And Maliki was used as a more of a traditional tight end, but he still caught the ball a lot in high school. But that's the you know that's the deal with, uh, with Maliki. He's going to be going to UCLA with the Bruins headed to the Big Ten in 2024. And, and Chip Kelly is a really bright offensive mind. You saw how well uh, some tight ends have done there in the past, looking at Greg Dulcich, who's now on the Broncos, I believe. So I think that's a, a, a move where he'll be able to carve out a role uh, out there in Westwood. So Maliki Matavau was a kind of a little bit of a surprising move, but also not that surprising since we talked about Terrence Ferguson's emergence in 2022. But the other tight end that, uh, that moved on to another spot is Cam McCormick. Cam McCormick was a veteran tight end at Oregon. Uh, and I think he's going to be playing his seventh, seventh, maybe eighth college football season. Someone has to double check that for me. Apologies for not knowing how many years it's been, but he's played a whole bunch of college football. And I think a lot of people are surprised he still has eligibility. But as we know, he got really banged up. He was at Oregon during the COVID season. So uh, you're going to have some extra eligibility there. But Cam McCormick is going to be reuniting with Mario Cristobal and Coral Gables at the University of Miami to uh, play uh, to play for the Hurricanes. So that's an, another big move going all the way across the country to wrap up his college football. Uh, a little bit of a theme, if you want to call it that, for former Ducks following Cristobal. You had Logan Sagapolu along the offensive line. Um, he was he was definitely a, a big one that, that chose to follow him. Um, um, there's another offensive lineman that I'm completely blanking on that um that also followed him so i'm i guess i'm just having some brain farts i've been recording a lot of podcasts today so just hang in there with me uh but he's not the first duck to follow crystal ball to miami but those are the two big uh departures uh and cam mccormick you know he was pretty good early on in his career at oregon and then he got hurt and then never quite made it back to that same level of productivity so i think that maliki is is a bigger loss than cam from a production standpoint but uh, as you know, it's it's definitely valuable to have a veteran guy like McCormick in your room just to kind of be your glue glue guy. That's a tongue twister. Be your glue guy and keep your culture together. But he's going to be playing in the ACC in 2023. The third departure at tight end was Terrell Tillman, a converted edge rusher from the 2021 recruiting class out of the state of Texas. He really didn't play a whole lot of tight end, but um, when he did move over to tight end, uh, he was getting raved about with uh, his speed. I want to say I remember Kenny Dillingham talking about how uh, he was the fastest tight end in that room when you would, which you would kind of expect. I think he was around like six four ish, two twenty, two fifteen. So he was a lot lighter than a lot of those tight ends that are usually in the six four, six five, and above. You know, two forty, two fifty range. So 
Terrell Tillman, he transfers back to his home state of Texas to play for the Texas Tech Running Rebels, I want to say. Is there is it Running Rebels or Red Rebels? Um, now I need to look um, because I'm going to sound silly if I don't. Or the Red Raiders. The Red Raiders. That's what it is. My bad. The Texas Tech Red Raiders. So Tillman goes back to Texas to play for the Red Raiders. Those are the three departures. So now some of you guys might be saying, hey, Max, like, all right, whatever. Let's uh, let's get back to the guys that are going to be playing for Oregon next year. And that starts with Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson is the face of the Oregon tight end room. He's the most, uh, the most productive guy that the Ducks have on their roster in Drew Maringer's room. In 2022, he caught 32 passes for 391 receiving yards and five touchdowns. So pretty solid production. Um, just taking a look at, at where those marks uh, stack up on the team, excuse me. Uh, Terrence Ferguson was fourth on the team with 32 catches. And then he was also fourth on the team in receiving yards. And he was second on the team in touchdowns with Troy Franklin being the only guy who had more at nine. <coughs> excuse me. So Terrence Ferguson has obviously clearly been very effective for Oregon since he's, since he's really taken his game up, a, up a level in 2022. And I think there's reason to believe that he can take it even a level further in, in 2023, seeing that he is comfortable uh, with the college game. And um, he's obviously had a, a good chemistry with Bo Nix uh, with those guys, you know, connecting a number of times in 2022. I think another thing that's interesting with Terrence Ferguson is that this guy's consistent. He's registered a catch in 16 straight games ahead of his junior season and he's actually just four catches away from entering the top 10 all time at Oregon for catches by a tight end. So I think that there's something to be said about the consistency that Oregon has gotten from Terrence Ferguson. I think that a lot of times tight ends can sometimes be viewed as, you know, safety valves, safety blanket kind of guys, or uh, sometimes they're 50 50 guys where you just toss it up to them and you let them go get it. Um, or they're just absolute playmakers. They can do a little bit of everything like Travis Kelsey can. Um, uh, on the Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions. So I think that Terrence Ferguson is, is definitely poised to take a, a step forward in his game. I think he's really become a more well-rounded tight end since he's gotten to Oregon. Uh, and this is a guy who has really changed his body quite a bit since he got to Oregon. He got to Oregon at around 6'5", 230 pounds. Now he's like 6'5", 255 pounds. So he's really packed a lot of muscle and a lot of weight onto his frame, and he's clearly moving really well. He's elusive. He's not easy to tackle, um, and I don't think he's lost uh, lost that athleticism. That was part of what made him such a big recruit for Oregon. You, you'll remember, guys, uh, if you've been following recruiting for a while, I, I don't know if it was Rivals or 247 or which recruiting outlet said this, but some people were calling Oregon's 2021 tight end hall the best in the country. And I think that they really were, you know, Maliki Mataval and Terrence Ferguson, they were really in that conversation. They kind of called themselves the Twin Towers. I remember seeing these guys at fall camp in 2021 saying, these guys don't look like freshmen. They're just monsters. They're huge. Um, but that's just kind of where the tight end position's at. You look at Darnell Washington at, at Georgia, and I think that's a good example as well. Um, but Terrence Ferguson ha has been stellar since he got to Oregon, and I think that they can get a little bit more out of him. Um, I like the direction that his game's going. I've talked about how he's changed his body. I think that's really helped him with his inline blocking, which is something Oregon's going to need with how much they like to run. So he's a versatile guy, and he's not one-dimensional, which I think is really good. 
and I think that brings more value to Oregon's offense in 2023. The next guy we have to talk about uh, on the uh, in, on the depth chart at tight end, the second of three scholarship tight ends that Oregon has going into the 2023 season, as of right now, going into spring, is Patrick Herbert. You know, another guy, pride of Eugene, out of Sheldon High School, the younger brother of Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback. Patrick Herbert's kind of trying to rewrite his story a little bit. He came to Oregon as a, a member of the 2019 recruiting class as one of the higher rated tight ends nationally. I want to say he was well within the top 10 at his position. You know how guys at, from Oregon, um, the state of Oregon, I should say, kind of tend to fly under the radar. Oregon isn't really a school that gets a lot of respect nationally. Um, also, doesn't tend to produce as much talent for college football as a lot of these other schools, but that's beside the point. Maybe Patrick Herbert's kind of uh, kind of just low-key right now because even though Oregon has a, a pretty much a shortage at tight end, that means that there's snaps to be had. That means that we're going to be seeing a lot of Patrick Herbert in 2023, and that's something to be excited about. Was he super productive in 2022? Not necessarily. He, he caught six passes for 95 yards and a touchdown, but the big positive takeaway from Patrick Herbert's 2022 season is that he was healthy. The guy was available. He played in every game. And I think it very much applies for him and for the tight end position, a position that gets hurt all the time, which makes a lot of sense because they're always getting their knees dived at um, or, you know, people try to take out their knees. So those injuries happen a lot. Um, the best availability, the best ability is availability in this case for Patrick Herbert. So maybe that was just his, like his bounce back season to, to just get back into the swing of things with football. I mean, I think people don't understand and I, I don't want to say that I understand it because I've never had, you know, a severe injury like he has or like some of these other guys that I've talked about have. But it's a it's a grind on your mental to be going through these severe injuries. And it takes a tremendous amount of mental toughness, mental fortitude to, to keep yourself in a positive space and to work back from injuries and to have, I want to say, the same injury on both knees. That's got to be super, super deflating. So for him to be where he's at, to be healthy right now, and to be in a position where he can carve out a much bigger role at Oregon, I think that's awesome. Um, and that's why I think he's a guy that you should be excited about going into spring practice because you've you've seen a lot of him in terms of just being around the program. You've seen a lot of his name because he's linked to Justin. And every time I, I, when I was in Eugene and he would get asked about Justin, it was just like, he wasn't mean about it or anything, but you could just tell the guy didn't want to talk about his brother. It's kind of like, you know, I'm Patrick. Like I want to talk about, I want to focus on what I'm doing. I want to focus on this team right now. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Just a guy who's, I'm sure he's super happy for his brother. Obviously he wants the best for him, but it's like, Hey man, I, I kind of want to stay in my own lane, write my own story. 2023 is the opportunity for Patrick Herbert to do just that. So I'm pretty excited to see where he can, he can take his game. Uh, as he enters the 2023 season, because um, he's obviously been at Oregon for a long time, but hasn't accomplished what he hoped to going to Oregon. Um, and, and 2023 is a perfect opportunity. So why not do that by getting things off to a strong start with a, a great spring camp uh, during, um, during these upcoming months and, and spring practice. So that's definitely a big opportunity for, for P Herbo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Moving right along to our next tight end that we're going to be talking about, Oregon tight end signee Kenyon Sadiq, technically an athlete uh, on most major recruiting services, but he's going to be playing tight end at Oregon in Will Stein's offense for Drew Merringer, listed at 6'3", 220 pounds at his time of signing. He's already on campus and enrolled, obviously, or else we wouldn't really be talking about him too much in this you know, light, seeing that we're previewing who's going to be on campus in 2023 during uh, spring football. 6'3", 220, coming out of the state of Idaho, kind of along the same lines of Oregon, not a state that gets a whole lot of respect, but also isn't necessarily known for producing a lot of uh, – college football talent but um i want to say that uh i want to say that he was the top player uh in the state of idaho yeah top consensus player in idaho tab does the top rated athlete in the state by 247 sports top 15 athlete on espn top 10 athlete number four on the 247 composite so that's one thing that i've noticed about the way that oregon and, and some of these other schools recruit is that Oregon's, you know, willing to try to take a risk or maybe find a diamond in the rough kind of a guy if you're in a smaller state that isn't necessarily known for its football like Idaho. Um, but if you just watch this guy's tape, I think that the upside is is pretty evident um, when you just look at how much of a, a you know game changer he was for, for Skyline Senior High School out there in Idaho Falls. I think there, I was writing about him in the signee spotlight series that we're doing at Ducks Digest, and, and he had something crazy like three touchdowns in the first half of one of the playoff games. But you guys should definitely look at his highlights because he's really mobile and super quick and athletic for a tight end. He you definitely like you look at his tape, and I feel like at times when it's not blocking, obviously you're you're almost watching like a wide receiver's tape, which is good because you see the clear upside for catching the ball. But then it maybe leaves a little bit of a question mark when it comes to being more physical and, and being an inline blocker and blocking in the run game. That's obviously something you're going to get better at if you can add more weight to your frame. You're not going to be getting pushed around as easily. Um, and you know he's going to be going against some monsters on that D-line. I've talked extensively just about how excited I am about this Oregon defensive line class, the Oregon defensive line position going into the 2023 season. It's super deep. Might be the best defensive line they've had since Eric Armstead and, and DeForest Buckner, those guys. And then you have all these big-time guys coming in like Jordan Birch, Mateo Uyangalele. The list goes on. So I think it's definitely there's definitely a reason to be excited about Sadiq. And, you know, he's I talked about how much of a playmaker he is. I like his body control. 
I think that he has a he has really good straight line speed, which allowed him to get behind a lot of defenses. So maybe you see him involved as a deep threat as a tight end, which isn't something that's been super common for Oregon. But to go back to kind of what I was talking about with Herbert, I think a little bit of it applies to Sadiq. You don't have a lot of numbers at tight end. That's that's just the reality of the situation. So Kenyon Sadiq is is gonna need to to try to soak things up like a sponge during spring practice because he could be called on maybe more than he was expecting as a true freshman. I think everybody signs with their school wanting to play right away, but not everybody goes into the same situation. You know, sometimes you go into a super deep room, you go into a room that returns all of its starters, but that's not the case for tight ends. So maybe, maybe this is something to be excited about, you know, where, where Kenyon Sandeep can, can play a big role as a true freshman in the 2023 season. Um, I think you obviously, you don't want to get too excited about freshmen. I think you kind of have to temper your expectations until you see them in action and see what they really have. Um, But, you know, he's going to be, he's on the roster now and he's going to be there for spring practice. So we obviously have to uh, have to talk about him. So um, just from getting to know him as a recruit, getting to know his game a little bit, I think that, um, I think that he could uh, he could definitely carve out a role at Oregon during his time in, in college, and, and maybe that gets started sooner rather than later. Kind of the last point that I want to talk about here on our tight end preview is a point that I kind of alluded to. Oregon is short on numbers, so do you want to go into the 2023 season with only three scholarship tight ends? Not really. So I think you probably want to be more in the, in the neighborhood of four, which, uh, which kind of leads me to believe that Oregon's going to go for another tight end in the transfer portal. The transfer portal reopens in May, um, but guys can still take visits. I, I reported earlier this week about how um, Gary Bryant Jr., the USC wide receiver transfer, is going to be visiting Oregon this month. So expect, uh, expect to see a tight end or two from the transfer portal make their way out to Eugene for a visit. I got to take a look to see who's available tight end-wise in the portal. Um, it's, it's kind of slim pickings, but it's also not just in general at the portal because so many guys have already found their spots and made those decisions, but so many guys are still in the transfer portal and there's guys that aren't going to find homes. So I'm sure Oregon has, uh, you know, plenty of people on staff that are going to do their due diligence. They're going to do their homework and, and try to find those diamonds in the rough or find people that are maybe a little bit under the radar that, uh, that could, uh, ultimately make an impact. I think that you have, two guys that project to be pretty solid pass catchers with Terrence Ferguson, who's obviously already done it. And then Kenyon Sadiq, who looks like he can do it. Patrick Herbert might be more of your traditional tight end, uh, seeing that I think Ferguson is the better athlete, but we also haven't seen that much of Herbert. So maybe his role kind of remains to be seen, but I think you probably want to add, um, probably want to add, you know, a little bit, another of a more traditional tight end that has some pass catching upside seeing that um, Terrence Ferguson was the main tight end that was involved, and, and that seemed to be enough for what the offense wanted to do. But we have to see what kind of a role the tight end plays with Will Stein's offense, seeing that he comes over from UTSA. He's going to be doing his own thing. I talked about it on a previous podcast when I talked about the quarterbacks. You know, I'm sure he's going to want to look at the tight end and see how Kenny Dillingham used them. I mean, he did use the, the tight ends a pretty decent amount, which I was excited about. I really like the tight end position. Maybe it's because I played it a little bit in high school. I think that they're one of the most versatile guys on on uh, offense with the blocking and the catching, running, playmaking, run after the catch, whatever it is. I just think it's a fun position to watch, and I want more tight end involvement uh, if, if Will Stein um, 
if Will Stein wants to, to do that with his offense, then I'm, I'm all for it. We saw the 14J formation last year. Maybe that'll be something they keep. I think you're going to need more tight ends for that. If it's something that you want to do uh, in the red zone, you know, near, short yardage or near the goal line. So we got to see what the role of the tight end is in Will Stein's offense. Maybe I can add that to my to-do list uh, in the in the spring here uh, as we kind of keep doing our homework and keep trying to do some research on Will Stein and, and find some nuggets about what the Oregon offense is going to look like in 2023. We know a lot of the people that are going to be in that Oregon offense, but we really don't know much about what it's going to look like right now. So that's one of the exciting storylines in the spring. What does Oregon's offense look like under Will Stein? So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of summarize, we went through all the departures in the transfer portal. There were three of them for Oregon, one of them from the 2021 recruiting class in Maliki Montevallo, and then a longtime guy, longtime vet, Cam McCormick. Uh, and then we talked about what the room looks like right now. I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's you know, hurting for talent, but I think it's not where it wants to be from a depth standpoint. You want to shore up those numbers and give yourself some more options heading into the 2023 season, heading into fall camp. So tight ends are going to be an exciting group, and I think it has a lot of potential, but there's definitely still some work to be done. Uh, so that about does it for my tight end preview here on the Duck's Dish podcast. Um, as we wind down, you guys know the rules. Follow me on the socials at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And then subscribe to the channel and like the video at Oregon Football Max Taurus on YouTube. And then share the podcast, share the Ducks Dish podcast, please, with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. That is a tremendous help. And I always appreciate the support with my coverage of the Ducks. Until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in, talking some Duck football. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.